Hey, this is Boran Dulos with the Creative Egg Podcast, where we discuss the God-given passion, pain, and purpose for the creative individual. Hello and welcome to the Creative Egg Podcast. I'm your host, Boren, and I'm a multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, and composer, as well as a musical intercessor at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri. I have several music albums under varying artists and genres available wherever you stream music. And with this podcast, it's my desire to encourage and exhort artistic people to faithfully steward their God-given creative ache. Today we'll be discussing one of my absolute favorite subjects and I've actually been so excited to record this that even though I've delayed it due to some vocal rest that I'm currently on, I've just been really looking forward to recording this episode. The title of today's episode is Frequency, The Mode of Creation. We're going to explore how frequency is the foundation of everything that exists and how it relates to the way artists, like yourself, can access the unseen realm of the kingdom of God and manifest it through your art. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to give a brief update. I'm actually still on vocal rest. I've been recovering from some vocal injury stuff. And I'm mostly not talking at all. But while I feel it is imperative to help myself recover as a singer and musician, I also still feel it vitally important to continue putting out episodes for this podcast. I've been really touched by some of the feedback that I've been getting. And I'm just glad to know that this is really ministering to people and encouraging artists to approach their artistry as a matter of faithfulness to the Father. So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive right in. This is going to be a relatively scientific podcast, but even if you don't love the scientific elements as much as I do, I'm positive that these things that I'll share will be greatly impactful to the way that you see your art in relationship to God's design for creative expression. It will amplify your creative output and the intentionality you have in relating to God and others through your artistry. As artists, we understand that there is a definite power to our art, particularly in the expressions of color and sound. However, we may not be aware that these particular elements of sound and light are related to the fundamental building block of the universe, or as I like to call it, the mode of all creation, and that mode is frequency. Now, again, to really dive into this subject, we're going to get scientific here. First, let's discuss states of matter, which you probably heard about this in school, and you may or may not have been very interested in it. I myself at the time was not interested pretty much at all. Certainly you have heard about the three states of matter, that being solid, liquid, or gas. But have you ever wondered why things are solid, liquid, or gas? It all boils down to frequency. Every atom 
in the universe vibrates at a certain frequency, and this determines its state of matter. Solids vibrate at a low frequency, liquids at a slightly higher frequency, and gases at an even higher frequency than that. Even things that appear to be still and motionless, like a rock or a chair, are actually vibrating at a microscopic level. But it's not just the state of matter that is determined by frequency. The color and sound of an object also depends on the frequency at which its atoms are vibrating. For example, a red object has atoms that are vibrating at a certain frequency that our eyes perceive as red. We hear notes in music, like the music you're hearing in the background of this podcast, which to the trained ear is in the key of A and in the Dorian mode. Fun fact, by the way. So again, frequency is what determines both color and sound. Further still, the way something smells or tastes is invariably dependent on its frequency. Even our thoughts and emotions are all vibrations at different frequencies. Literally everything we see, we taste, we touch, we hear, we smell is the way that it is because of the frequency at which its atoms are vibrating. There was a physician that coined a term that I think is a tremendously powerful term. It was physician Hans Jenny, who said everything owes its existence solely and completely to sound. Though this is a secular scientific statement, it echoes the truth that we find from a verse written in the Bible thousands of years ago. In Genesis 1, we see the beginning of all creation. And it's not only the beginning, but it's also the establishment of the parameters or the mode of creative existence. It all begins with the phrase, Then God said. This is where and how everything began. The origin of all creation started with sound or frequency. We see this even more fully when we read what God said on that first day of creation. He said, let there be light. Again, light and sound are intrinsically related. They're both an expression of frequency. What we see, what we hear, These are the building blocks of all things created, and furthermore, all things creative, as in the things that you and I still do creatively. Hebrews also says that all things are continually upheld by the word of his power. And that's not a misprint. Sometimes people think it should say by the power of his word, but it was intentionally written and translated the way that it was. This verse indicates that everything that he spoke into existence in Genesis 1 
is still vibrating today by that same power. What he spoke, the resonant frequency that originated in him, began the universe as we know it and continues to uphold it today. In fact, there are no atoms in existence that do not have a frequency because everything is vibrating. This brought about a theory established in 1848 called the Theory of Absolute Zero, which is theoretically the point at which the atoms in an object stop moving entirely and so they can't grow any colder. And the reasoning is that the total kinetic energy, in other words, the frequency, of the molecule is zero at this temperature. Now again, this was a theory developed nearly 200 years ago, and as secular science has advanced, it's nearly left this theory alone because every new discovery of atomic frequency points in the opposite direction. Everything is vibrating. It's the way it began, and it's the way it will always be. It was the mode designed by God, and not only do we exist in this mode, but we function in it as artists. Being creative is simply functioning as we were designed, functioning as creative individuals. We express creatively following the same nature as God. Earlier I said in regards to light and sound that what we see and what we hear are the building blocks of all things created and furthermore all things creative, as in the things that you and I still do creatively. This means that we, as artists, can access the unseen realm of the kingdom of God through the power of frequency. Yes, we have the ability to tap into the unseen realm of the kingdom of God and manifest it by using the power of frequency in our art. Now this might sound both super scientific and very mystical, but it's not meant to be either. Light and sound, frequency, is the mode of all creativity. Whether you're a photographer, a songwriter, painter, author, you're using frequency to communicate. It's as natural to you as walking. Chances are you don't even remember how you learned to walk. It's part of your nature. It is even more true that existing in and creating through the mode of frequency is part of your nature. Seeing these truths isn't a matter of head knowledge. We are merely learning about and acknowledging the method God established to further His creativity through us as creative individuals made in His likeness. By understanding the relationship between frequency, color, and sound, we can more intentionally create art that is truly in tune with the universe and with the kingdom of God. When we create art, we are manifesting the unseen realm of the kingdom of God in the physical realm. This means that our art has the power to impact and transform the world around us 
just like when you ignite a candle wick, light is emitted and ripples out, impacting the world around it. When you pluck a guitar string, the string vibrates and sound ripples out through the molecules in the air, impacting the world around it. Your art acts the same way, affecting not only light and sound, but hearts, minds, emotions, souls. Inherently, it is a spiritual phenomenon, not only a physical one. Every time you take a paintbrush to a canvas, you are functioning in your nature as a creative person, tapping into the frequency realm. You're using frequencies, light that hits the eyes of a person who looks at your painting. And somehow, this combination of frequencies that you establish on that canvas can cause the person to cry, can cause the person to smile, can cause the person to go into deep introspection and even inspire a heart to turn to God. Whenever you as a photographer have that perfect view of the object that you want to capture and share, you're harnessing the frequencies of light in the form of an image to communicate a sense of wonder, a sense of awe, a sense of mystery, a sense of adventure. As a musician, when you play your instrument, you're combining frequencies in the air that strike a person's ear, strike a person's body, and cause them to experience an emotion that couldn't have been experienced without that set of frequencies. Again, this is the way God designed it from beginning to today. So here's some ways that you can practically apply these truths of frequency into your creative process. Again, I don't want this to be super scientific unless you feel that it should be for you. And I don't want it to be super mystical unless you feel that it should be for you. But here are a few ways that maybe you can practically apply these things to your art, to your creative process. Infuse your art with meaning. These concepts that I'm sharing have undoubtedly added more meaning to your personal view of art. By infusing your art with the meaning that resonates with the kingdom of God, you can create art that is not only aesthetically pleasing, but also spiritually impactful. For example, you can create art that explores themes of love, compassion, or justice, and use color and sound to enhance the emotional impact of the piece. You can use color and sound intentionally, since frequency determines the color and the sound of an object, you can use color and sound intentionally in your art to create a specific mood or atmosphere. For example, you can use warm colors and upbeat music to create a happy and joyful mood. Or you can use cool colors and ambient music to create a more contemplative mood. As an example again, the music you're hearing in the background I handcrafted to create a specific experience for the listener of this podcast. You can also focus on the frequency of your thoughts and emotions. Again, your thoughts and emotions have frequencies, and as an artist, it's important to be mindful of them. 
The Psalms are a great display of the range of emotions that we experience as humans. Sorrow, joy, pain, pleasure, and more. But the Psalms don't only display raw, untethered emotion. They show us how to embrace, express, and use these emotions in a godly way. By focusing your thoughts and emotions in a way that prioritizes the kingdom of God, you can establish an emotional environment that is conducive to creating art that resonates with the kingdom of God. And lastly, prayerful imagination. C.S. Lewis said that the imagination is the place of encounter with God. I think that this is true. Everything that we see in the beginning of the creation account was birthed in the imagination of God. It was something that did not exist, but came into existence by his imagination and subsequently his active creativity. By allowing him to have free reign over that limitless imagination, we can begin to dream up concepts that the world has never seen or heard and release them from a place that otherwise would never be experienced. When we create art that reflects our pursuit of the beauty of the kingdom of God, we are manifesting the unseen realm in the physical realm. Inevitably, our art then has the power to impact and transform the world around us. In closing, I would like to share one more fascinating part of scripture that details frequency in a powerful way. We see in Revelation 4 a truly amazing account that ties this creative mode of frequency to both the realm of earth and the realm of heaven. John sees a door open to heaven and he hears a voice that he describes as sounding like a trumpet blast that called him into the throne room of God. He saw God seated on the throne, and what John saw around the throne has been the subject of much inquisitiveness. One version says, Around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Another version says it this way, The glow of an emerald circled around his throne like a rainbow. Now, this is fascinating. I love this part of scripture. And while I don't claim to have the sole or singularly correct interpretation of this verse, I think that it echoes a fundamental truth, if nothing else. A couple of things in this scripture are clear. Surrounding the throne was what is emphatically described as a rainbow. And it had the appearance of, or in looking at the Greek text, the color of emerald. As we've discussed at length in this episode, color and light are expressions of vibrational frequency. Rainbows are a fascinating occurrence in our natural world. When there is enough moisture in the air, the light of the sun is refracted or broken up into discernible colors or frequencies. When we see the light of the sun plainly, we are seeing the concentration of all the colors available to the eye. But when it's refracted into a rainbow, these colors are broken up in a way that displays the full spectrum or frequency range that we as humans can see. 
You probably know these colors from your earliest science classes, and most likely you know the acronym Roy G. Biv describing the colors that we see. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Red is the outermost color, and it is the fastest color in the visible spectrum. Violet, on the other hand, is the slowest. Again, these are the full spectrum of frequencies that the human eye can see, but it is not the full spectrum of color or of light. In fact, we know that there are colors or frequencies of light that are faster than red. We call these infrared frequencies. Likewise, there are also frequencies slower than violet, and we call these ultraviolet. We cannot see these, but we know that they exist and can measure them to a limited degree. It is the same with sound. Humans can hear a range of about 20 hertz on the low end and up to about 20,000 hertz on the high end. Though this is the range available to the human ear, there are indeed frequencies higher than 20,000 hertz and lower than 20 hertz. We assign arbitrary numbers for measurement in both sound and light, but hypothetically, there is an infinite range of frequencies slower than what we can see and hear. And for example, earthquakes are often measured below one hertz frequency, and likewise, there is an infinite range faster than we can see and hear. The infinite God designed this infinite mode of expression. But here's why I think God sits on a throne that is surrounded by a rainbow that, from John's perspective, was the color of emerald. Not only did God establish this infinite mode of frequency, He also established our limitations within this mode. Again, out of all of the potentially available colors in the infinite range, we see seven of them. When we look at those seven colors, the faster of those are yellow, orange, and red and the slower are blue, indigo, and then violet. But there at the center, in the middle of the rainbow that God designed to display our frequency spectrum, is the color green. The color green is at the center of our available frequency range. It's the midpoint of the vibrational range of light, at least to the human eye. This causes me to wonder. When God set up these infinite parameters and then placed us in this realm and designed our role of creative interaction with Him and the limitations in that mode, did He do so in a way that also creatively acknowledges His centrality? Here's what I mean. If the frequency spectrum is indeed infinite, then it has no beginning and no end. There is no actual fastest color, and there is no slowest sound. There is only one point where it would all coincide if it were indeed infinite. And that would be at the center, or maybe better said, at the source. I believe that when John saw God seated on his throne, surrounded by an emerald rainbow, he saw the very center of all sound and light. He saw the source frequency. By him, 
all things were made, and through him all things continue to exist. From God himself does everything resonate infinitely outward and unendingly inward into himself. He is the very midpoint of all frequency, all creativity, all life itself. And as believers, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We exist at that very place, with that very God. We have continual access, and more truly, we exist with Him where He is. As an artist, I am inspired to live a more creative life based on and rooted in God Himself as the source of all creativity. In conclusion, as creative individuals made in God's image, we are naturally designed to express within God's established mode of all creation, frequency. Through understanding this, we can intentionally create art that is truly in tune with the universe and the kingdom of God, which can impact and transform the world around us. By tapping into the unseen realm through the power of frequency, we can manifest the kingdom in our art and be a part of furthering God's creativity through us. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to it and share it with other creative people you know. On the next episode, I'll be sharing a dream that I had It completely changed the way I view creativity and God's expectations for me as an artist and in a way is the catalyst to this podcast even now. You can also follow me on Instagram at Borindulos Music and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Creative Egg Podcast.